0: We used to own a small tent trailer for family vacations. Early one Saturday morning, I was pulling the trailer to a new spot in our driveway when the nose wheel suddenly collapsed. The hitch that I was using to tug the trailer caught my hand. It dragged me to the ground, and I was pinned, and my thumb was trapped. Nobody was around to help, so I heaved with all my strength. I managed to raise the hitch a couple of inches. and I freed my thumb, which immediately started to gush blood. I rushed inside the house and told my wife Julie and she drove me to the ER where I learned that the tendon was 90% severed and I was sedated, stitched up, and sent home. Now here's what's interesting about that experience. Only my thumb was damaged, yet the shock of the accident and the minor surgery to repair things put me completely out of commission for about 24 hours and it was several weeks before I was entirely back to normal just because of an injured thumb. It was a powerful reminder that every member of our body is important because the parts are designed to work together as a group. If one part doesn't work right or is missing an action, the whole body can be affected. And this is true for our physical bodies and, and it's also true for the church. We are a group of people that the Bible often calls the body of Christ. In fact, in the book of 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says that church members are connected together like the way our physical bodies are connected together. It's a way for Paul to explain that God does not want us to live in isolation but in community. This is a countercultural message for us because our society is me-oriented. But God wants his church to be we-oriented. So this morning we're going to look at some verses in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that help us understand our connection to one another as members of the body of Christ. And because we have the kids with us today, I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible, which is a bit easier to understand. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. We have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. To properly understand the Church, we first must define who WE are. And one great analogy is the human body. The physical body has a variety of parts, and all of them are organized around the purpose of life. When everything works as intended, our bodies flourish and give us the ability to enjoy life. That purpose unites our very different body parts. In a similar way, the body parts of the church, that's you and me, also are organized around the purpose of life. In this case, the spiritual life. As the Apostle Paul writes here, our purpose comes from the fact that as Christians, we all have been baptized by the Holy Spirit, and He forms us into one community. So even though we are very different from one another, we are united through our common faith. And when everything works in the body of Christ as God intends, then our lives can flourish. However, this, this won't happen if I focus on me instead of we. If you or I come to worship and just think about ourselves, then we'll sing and pray and take communion and listen to a sermon and leave without thinking about anyone else. We won't look for ways to encourage others. We won't build relationships with others. Each of us will just come and will focus on me and God. I think we sometimes do that because we think it's the best way to help ourselves, but we're not actually helping ourselves because we're trying to function like an incomplete body. If we do that, we won't get the benefit of others, and they won't get the benefit of us. And to help us understand this more clearly, Paul continues with his analogy, and he reminds us that human body parts are not designed to work alone. Verse 14, yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I am not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? If your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. This simple illustration reveals three key distinctions of the body of Christ. We must learn to live together, one, in mutually dependent relationships, two, with people who are different from us, and three, with people whose abilities and passions are different from ours. We will not be a healthy community if we try to live independently, or if we're all alike, or if we're all trying to do the same things. As Paul says, if the whole body is an ear, how will you smell anything? I was thinking about a way to help us picture this. So so imagine looking around the room this morning, and instead of seeing people, instead of seeing human bodies, all we see are body parts. And over there is an eye, and over there is an ear, and over there is a foot. And the foot can't see the eye, and the ear can't stand or walk. In fact, other than the eye, none of the parts even can look around the room at all. How will they find each other? Hmm, maybe maybe the nose can smell the foot. Yet, even if the parts do find each other, there's no way for these distinct things to actually work together unless and until they are formed into one body. It is an amazing thing. Every one of these parts has been exquisitely designed by God and yet they still desperately need each other. You see, they've been created to flourish only when they are connected with each part filling the role God has picked. And this isn't true only for single body parts. Even if you put a few parts together, they still are incomplete. I ran across a rather humorous website where a cartoonist had created pictures of some combined body parts and they help us see the problem. If I could have that next slide please. Now, I love this cartoon. We see a big nose with long legs. And if this is you, you can smell great and run fast. Now, you also might run into a wall since you don't have any eyes. And how would you eat or talk or hold on to anything? You're not a complete human being. You're just a runny nose. In the same way, we, the body parts, the body parts of the body of Christ, we also need each other. We need each other to be a balanced, healthy, whole, spiritual body. We need each other because other individuals will have strengths that offset our weaknesses and vice versa. I do an awful lot of talking in this church, so, so maybe I'm a, I'm, I'm a mouth in this body. But the church needs more than a mouth. We need other people around me. I need other people around me to fill in other strengths, other gifts, other things that make me and this church complete. And so just as God has assigned a particular role to the foot and the ear and the hand and the eye in our human bodies, we each need to play the part that God has chosen for us in the body of Christ. And that's what Paul emphasizes as he wraps up this analogy. Verse 27 all of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. We're together as a group. And each of us as an individual has a part to play. Paul is telling us that everyone is important in God's family. He's telling us that if you're a follower of Jesus, then you're in the body. And we all need you to play your part And you also need us to play a part in your life. We need to let each other in. And then every part we play, we do as representatives of Jesus because we are His body. We are His hands and His feet as we give and serve, we are His ears as we listen with compassion. We are His voice as we teach and counsel and advise. We are His his hugs and His smiles as we encourage and love. The better we all play our parts, the better everyone can see Jesus. Because Jesus is most clearly seen, not in you, not in me, but in we. We, the church. We, the body of Christ. Now, all this, all this can sound really nice, but I, I find that people often struggle to understand their part and play their part. So, I want to highlight a few things to help us get a handle on the roles we can play. Now, first, in the body of Christ, it's obvious that we have some people who fill official roles with official titles. People like elder and deacon and pastor and teacher. And yet there are so many parts to play. Many of them are not official positions, they don't necessarily have titles, and yet they are essential to the health of our body. For example, you could be an intercessor who faithfully prays for the needs of others. We believe that prayer changes things. So the body of Christ is incomplete without people dedicated to prayer. You can be an encourager who looks for opportunities to build up people in the faith. That's the part my friend David plays in his church. He shows up on Sunday morning looking around for people to encourage. He engages people in conversation and he listens as they talk. And then in response he doesn't give them a pep talk, he shares spiritual thought. About the life of faith. He shares a scripture, something specific to lighten their heart and encourage them as a follower of Christ. What a great ministry. It doesn't appear on an organizational chart, it's not something you recruit for, but it's vital to the health of the body. And the body of Christ needs lots more encouragers and way fewer criticizers, by the way. Maybe God wants you to be and encourage her. Here's another example. One of the official roles here we have is greeter, those men and women who welcome us as we walk in the door. We'd love to have you on that team, but you can be a greeter even if you're not on the team. When you come in on Sunday morning or for for other events at other times, don't, don't just come in looking for a seat. Look around for people to greet. Say hi to someone you don't know because you can play a part and helping people feel welcomed into this community. And these are just a few examples. I don't have time to list all the ones I could think of. Just a few examples to show that we can increase the health of the body of Christ in all kinds of ways if we look. And guess what? We're not limited. We can play more than one part. As a pastor of this church, I have an official role. Yet I also play other parts simply because I'm a member of this body. So I am a giver as I financially invest in our life together. I am a server as I spend time with you serving our community as we're going to do this afternoon when we hand out Thanksgiving baskets. You see, these are things that have nothing to do with my role as a pastor. They have everything to do with me being part of this body. And there are roles in our church for people of every age and stage. And and that's why we love to see children and teens participate on the platform in worship. It's why we love to have them join us as we serve. And kids, this morning, I want to say to you that you are an indispensable part of the body of Christ. And you are not too young to be asking God about the part you can play in His family. Young adults, the middle-aged, seniors people whose physical bodies are slowing down and wearing out, we all have parts to play. Every time I get on a basketball court, I'm very much reminded of the fact that I'm not 18 anymore. I can't do the things today that I used to do, but I still can serve. There still are parts for me to play. The Apostle Paul wants us to know that we all are essential to the health of the body. And every one of us in this room is essential to the health of this body. The Church of Jesus Christ at Garden Way. We are essential. Because the Church is we. Not me. Now, having said that, we also have to acknowledge that life together in the body of Christ is not always easy because we all are different. At times, we can rub each other the wrong way or find it hard even to understand some of our differences. And yet, even this is incredibly valuable for all of us because this is what prompts us to grow in grace and wisdom and humility and forgiveness. Everybody in the church was an ear. We'd all be alike. Might be a lot easier to get along, but we wouldn't really grow. That's another reason why God has put us together in one body. Our participation enriches all of us. And so this passage reminds us that the body of Christ is vital to our spiritual health. For that reason, I am thankful to be part of this community here at Garden Way Church. And as we enter into Thanksgiving week, a time when we are encouraged to be giving thanks and to be thankful people, I want you to know that I'm thankful for this church in some very specific ways. I'm thankful to be part of a community of faith that is willing to invest in kids and teens, both inside and outside the church. I'm thankful for those who teach our young people and spend time with our young people because they are passionate about passing our faith on to the next generation. I'm thankful to be part of a church that takes our mission so seriously that we give away 13.5% of each week's offerings to local, regional, and global outreach. We don't just keep our money for us. You can see on the back of the auditorium there's some flags representing nations where we invest money because we take our mission seriously. I'm thankful for our elders who love to pray with us and for us. And that's why they make themselves available to us in in the prayer corner at the end of every worship service. I'm thankful for our deacons who quietly serve behind the scenes to care for our property and and our finances, and so many other things that make our life together run more smoothly. I'm thankful to be part of a staff team serving with men and women who take their roles in this church seriously. I'm thankful for a church that tries to make every person who walks through our doors feel welcome. I'm thankful for those who serve in the welcome-in and help create an environment where fellowship can flourish. I'm thankful for those who take communion to our shut-ins, and meals to the sick, and meals to new moms. Without these people playing their parts, and so many others who play their parts, our community would be incomplete without them. Our life together is so much more rich and full when everyone steps into their God-given roles. And I'm tremendously thankful to be part of a church that is generous, particularly when it comes to loving the community beyond our doors. I am overwhelmed to tell you that together we contributed more than $4,600 for the Thanksgiving baskets we will distribute this afternoon. 60 families will be blessed by our efforts, some in our church, most in our neighborhood and our community. And I'm reminded of this fact. I couldn't do this alone, and neither could you. Together, as one body, we can. We can make a tangible difference together. And there's an upper, another opportunity for us to be generous this morning. On the table in the lobby are names of kids in foster care who need Christmas gifts. And you can take a name and buy a gift for that child. This is a, a ministry that we started last Year. We're going to be doing it every year, year now. And we're doing this in conjunction with other churches, which means we're partnering with the larger body of Christ. And as many churches do this together, we will touch the lives of hundreds of kids. Kids who would not know the joy of Christmas without a touch from the body of Christ. For all of these reasons, we need each other. In fact, if we try to forge ahead in the life of faith alone, we never will experience the best that God has for us. I'd like us to watch a short video that reminds us of the life-giving importance of community. As that video highlights, if we're not intentional in this life, we can become very lonely and isolated. And so I encourage you to do one of those things mentioned in the video. Call someone to see how they're doing. Serve. And get involved in a group outside of worship, because that's where we really begin to experience community. So parents, get your kids into our children's and youth programs. Adults, stop by the Welcome Center and pick up the listing of our different kinds of groups. Get Connected. And here's what you'll discover. The more that you and I step into relationships, the more God will show us about the parts we can play in his family. Because the body of Christ is about we, not me.